Did you survive the zombie outbreak that was supposed to begin with the national emergency alert? Well, Doug, we're doing all right here in Dallas so far. Some wonder if we are now in the apocalypse. So today on The End Time Show, we're going to review the secret peace covenant that's been being developed between Israel and Saudi Arabia and figure out if we are now living in the final seven years. But before we get into that, isn't it wonderful to support a conservative, God-fearing company that also provides a great product? And there's not much like a good warm cup of coffee. Doug and I both love it. Frankly, most coffee companies have gone woke and have tried to rewrite our history, and some have even lobbied to defund our military. First Cup Coffee is a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. One of my personal favorites is the Carver, named after George Washington Carver. You can try them all and see which one you like. They don't sell burnt coffee like Starbucks. They're shipped within days of being roasted. So ditch the grocery store coffee that's been sitting on the shelves for up to two years. Go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Many of you, if not all of you, got the emergency alert. Doug, are we now in the apocalypse? <laughs> I have not seen one zombie, no. as some predicted. No, uh, I have not seen one person explode from the uh, vaccination status that they have or whatever else. Yeah. Um, all these predictions that we heard, just like we said yesterday, yeah. did not happen. Yeah, it just turned out to be uh, they were testing the uh, system. So that's pretty much what we said would happen. Uh, like we said, there's nothing in Bible prophecy that shows us that anything's going to happen with an emergency alert system. Um, I know that we live in some strange times, and they talk about some really weird stuff sometimes. But we figured that it was just a regular testing of the emergency broadcast system, and it turns out that's probably what it was. I haven't heard anything about the military taking over or anything like that either. So. But we did hear an announcement that Donald Trump could be the next Speaker of the House. We did hear that, yeah. So yeah. is maybe it's connected? <laughs> Who knows? We don't think it's connected, no, and we, we don't, don't think he'll be the Speaker of the House, right? I mean, I know it's maybe I, possible. You know what? I, I don't know. With Trump, I guess anything's possible with Trump. I don't know, but uh, yeah. It's interesting. We'll watch that and see what happens. That would be an interesting scenario, so we'll see. That would be unprecedented, like it, many it other things. And, and I think people would be really nervous if that were to happen because uh, I imagine he would come with full impeachment <laughs> on the roster, so we'll see what well, happens. That's already kind of began, though. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, well, what do you think? Is Trump going to be the next Speaker of the House? Let us know. Um, if you think so, just type the word Trump and put it in. If not, just say no. So let us know what you're thinking. And Doug, on this um, this emergency alert that c occurred today, I was actually on the, in the middle of a call and forgot all about it and mm. was uh, interrupted quite abruptly from it. And of course, I heard everyone around the office there. So I was ready in case something happened, Doug. I don't, I don't know how ready you were. I know how ready we both can be. Yeah. Um, but um, in regards to the tie with world government, 
is there any ties with what's what's happening here or was it like you said yesterday it's just simply a test could it be connected to world government stuff at all well you know the only thing that i see that it could be connected to is what we wrapped the program up with yesterday talking about maybe they're preparing and getting us ready for a war scenario if that were to happen we know what Russia did yesterday. I went back today and tried to see if anything, you know, significant came from that. And it sounds like it was pretty much just the same thing that was going on here. Just running tests to make sure that everybody was in communication with what was going on and knew what to do in case of an emergency. So, yeah, I don't think there's any ties there except maybe um, they're gearing up in case we get in a war conflict um, that's more advanced than what we're in right now, I guess. We're kind of in a conflict as it is anyway, but uh, you know, straight up war, you would know what to do. So, so I've seen, um, yeah, we haven't heard anything out of Russia, but I did discover, we talked about it this morning, just that Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, others are not allowing people that live inside of Russia, or at least that are, maybe it's their IP address, maybe they're in Russia, maybe they don't have to live there, but if they're in Russia, they may not or not may, they cannot advertise or spend ad money um, if you live in Russia. So you can't boost your post on Facebook if you're in Russia or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, and then also you can't go into Russia with, with any type of advertising uh, through these social media apps. So, um, Interesting. I, and I haven't seen anything like you. Nothing about this thing that happened in Russia didn't even happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, based on what I saw today, it happened, but it was just basically they were making sure everybody was ready. They're not still locked down or anything? No. No, not from what I read. So a big nothing burger, I a think. A big is nothing how you burger. Kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of like that star thing that was supposed to happen in September. So, yeah. Many things like that, Doug. <laughs> now, yeah. there is a secret peace um, deal coming. Mm hmm. Not a secret. There is a peace deal coming, and there's been a secret peace deal being negotiated uh, behind doors between Israel and Saudi Arabia. We're going to get again. We're going to get into that story uh, before we do. Um, I want to make sure you realize that you know a lot of the, the the grocery stores that you're walking through the meat aisle. It's been imported from some other random country overseas. New Zealand's one of the possibilities. Australia, all these different places. It's kind of mystery meat. A lot of people won't eat bologna anymore, Doug, because of the hot dogs, what they found in them. Uh, that's really how a lot of the meat is in the grocery store. They mix it with other meats of different origins. So you can never know where that meat's actually coming from. They put the product of the USA sticker, but like a lot of other government things, that's corrupt too. It doesn't mean that it's from the USA. It means it was packaged in the USA, but not raised here. Our friends at BackyardButchers.com, they're delivering American-raised and harvested meat from right here in our American backyards at dinner tables across our nation. So Backyard Butchers will only source beef and chicken from American farms and deliver the cuts right to your doorstep every month. It's grass-fed, grain-finished. So you can cut out the frustration from the meat aisle and go to BackyardButchers.com, and when you use the code ENDTIME, you're going to get an extra 20% off your entire order, or you can go to BackyardButchers.com slash ENDTIME. With over a half a million happy customers across America and an American-based customer service team of stay-at-home moms, they'll make sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. So go to BackyardButchers.com slash ENDTIME, buy American meat today and get 20% off your entire order. Doug, you've got a T-bone that you're ready to cook from Backyard Butchers. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Man, I can't wait to cook it. So. Before, before all that, uh, we're going to talk about this peace covenant. 
what do we need to know in regards to this private secret peace deal that's been going on? Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Saudi Arabia, along with uh, some Arab, other Arab countries there, other Arab nations, along with the U.S., the EU, and the U.N., met secretly without allowing Israel or the Palestinians to come to this meeting and discussed uh, their perspective on the peace agreement through their stakeholders in uh, the country of Israel. So because they're signing on with this uh, Arab Accord, I mean, uh, Abraham Accord, what's happening is they become stakeholders in Israel. They're actually helping fund some things and they're going to get uh, some things funded back in, in the process. So it's normalization with Israel is basically what it comes down to. But uh, they've been talking about what would what it would take to get this on the table. Well, this article that I found yesterday is actually, it's, it's a pretty amazing article uh, because the writer of this article is saying things that we know are biblical. And so that's that what we've I, been saying for decades, Doug. Yeah. Some been, of this sounds like it, words used right from a message for the president, our initial book that kind of birthed end time resources. It really does. And, and it's interesting because this is, uh, this is from substack.com is where the article comes from. Uh, one of the things that the title reads is that will the United States formally recognize Palestinian statehood at the United Nations? So that's a big deal in, in and of itself because we know that that's part of this peace plan is a two-state solution. But as you begin to read this thing and it breaks it down for you, he calls this peace agreement a peace covenant. And just to clarify, Doug, Substack, it's kind of like Facebook. Anybody can have an account there. So this is Michael Snyder's Facebook specifically. And he, you said he said the word peace covenant. Well, even in the title, as part of the upcoming Middle East peace covenant, mm -hmm. which, why is that interesting to you? Well, because for a long time we've had people say, how is this confirmation of a covenant a peace agreement? They didn't understand why that we would call when it says in Daniel 9.27, the, confirm, the confirming of a covenant, that that is a peace agreement. And so a lot of people don't get it. This author actually understands and gets this, and he breaks it down in this article. So when he calls it that, one of the things he says is, will this peace covenant soon be announced that will permanently alter the world history in a major way? Not only will it alter the world history events, but it starts the final seven years. Okay, so final seven years. A lot of people talk about the apocalypse, and that's right. kind of the reason for the title of our show today. Are we now in the apocalypse? Some people, you know, they, they're freaking out about this emergency alert, and could the rapture happen in connection to all this stuff going on? Um, could the peace treaty be signed in connection to all this? So are we now in the apocalypse? Now, we're not suggesting that the apocalypse is the final seven years, is that right? Right. Right. I mean, so when you hear the word apocalypse, you're, you're thinking, you know, all kinds of crazy things can come to your mind. You, but, you like scenes from the Left Behind series start well, yeah, coming out. Absolutely. The movie Armageddon and stuff like that. Yeah. Hail coming from the sky and frogs breathing fire and all this stuff. <laughs> right. And, and so with the signing of this peace agreement, when it happens, it will start the final seven years. But it's not a seven years of an apocalypse. Only three and a half years of that is what we know as the, the tribulation period. The great tribulation is what it's called. But it's gonna be 
three and a half years of what seems to be peace. It's going to seem like this man comes in, he's a peaceful person, he's going to confirm this covenant, this peace agreement with Israel, allow them to build their third temple, allow the sacrifices to start. All that th stuff is going to happen within this peace agreement. That first three and a half years, it's going to appear like things are really finally happening that's going to bring peace on earth. But what's really going to happen is this starts the final seven year period. And Daniel 9.27 tells us that he'll, uh, in the middle of that week, the middle of that seven year period, the Antichrist will stop the animal sacrifices and he'll set up the abomination of desolation. So we know that there's going to be animal sacrifices because scripture tells us that in the end time there's going to be a physical temple there. Revelation um, 11, 1 and 2 tells us uh, John was told to measure that temple, the altar, the worshipers, but not to measure the outer court because it's going to be given to the Gentiles for a 42-month uh, period, a time of three and a half years. And then the second part of that three and a half years after this abomination and desolation, that's when that tribulation starts. So, Doug, the final seven years have not begun. We're not in the apocalypse. Mm -mm. Some people believe before these things occur, the rapture is going to happen. We don't believe that. No. No, and that's one of the things once we get to this point, people are going to be able to understand that they, they need to reevaluate some things and look at Scripture a little closer. Uh, because when we're here and we see this peace treaty get confirmed and we see Israel begin to build the third temple, people are going to have to reassess what they've been taught their whole life, the traditional teachings that we will be, uh, you know, taken out of here and, and like a, a flash. It happens and you disappear and you're gone and your clothes are left in a pile. That's been a traditional teaching, but that's not even scriptural as mm. to, to when the rapture is actually described in the Bible. It's described as us ascending into the clouds until people can't see us anymore. So we go to meet Jesus in the air is basically what that is. Uh, but anyway, I mean, that is what people associate with this. But we're going to have at least that three and a half year period. And that's the period where we talk about going into Israel, uh, trying to door knock in uh, the area of the West Bank and let those people know that three and a half years from now, there's going to be great tribulation and you're going to have to run back to Jerusalem where you'll be safe. Um, so that's kind of where we are right now. We haven't got into this final seven years. But like I said, this article says so many amazing things that I just couldn't, I couldn't look past this article. I was so excited yesterday. I even brought it up in our prayer and devotion. I wanted everybody to know what this article was saying because it's amazing what it says. So we're not in the apocalypse. The rapture has not occurred. Right. And we don't think the rapture is going to occur at any moment. It's going to, we're, we're going to have some things to, to, that the Bible says are coming before the rapture occurs. Right. We don't know the day or the hour, but we can see some things that are developing. So we're going to get into that a little bit more here. I do want to remind you we have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts or questions on today's topic. Also comment, uh, do you think we're in the apocalypse? Do you think we're in the final seven years? Uh, let us know, yes or no, what you think in the comments. Now, Doug, some of those things that we, we can see before the rapture occurs, uh, Mark of the Beast, that, that's gonna be in place in some shape or form right. um, around the world before the rapture occurs. World religion, the way it's described in Revelation, is gonna be in place where, um, 
I mean, I know we're not going to go down and describe all that today, but that's one of the things, and, and we have talked about that plenty of times, that, that we'll be looking for to be more, um, I guess, prominent than it is today with Catholicism and even, um, you know, what they say about the coming third temple where it's for all nations, you know. Um, there's going to be world religion. There's going to be world government right. in place like we've never seen. You know, I don't think the restrictions that we saw during COVID will have anything on what we see during that final seven years. Yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on some of those things that we'll see before the rapture? Well, you know, Revelation 13 really plans that out for us. It lets us see it. You know, we even have a, a DVD called The Master Plan of the Dragon, and it explains... Uh, what the devil's plan is for that one world government. It talks about it in Revelation 13. It talks about the one world uh, religious system that's going to be set up with the false prophet. A lot of people don't understand there's going to be a political leader and a spiritual leader. There's going to be two men that are doing that. And you see in Revelation 19 that the beast and the false prophet are cast into the lake of fire there at the Battle of Armageddon. So it lets you know there are two uh, that the Bible specifically talks about, a political leader a spiritual leader and through that they're also going to start with their one world uh, economy which they'll be able to put sanctions on people they'll be able to uh, keep us from being able to buy and sell without the mark of the beast so all those things those will be implemented when that second half of that final seven years starts so there'll be three and a half years of that so the things we see now happening in the world with wanting to go to digital coin and, and uh, take away our our cash and our dollars uh, to get us on some type of digital currency. This is a way to set up that mark of the beast. And it is coming, Doug. Mm -hmm. We know that it is coming, and it's coming very soon. Uh, they do want to track us, world government enthusiasts. They want to impose these digital currencies, which we've talked a lot about in the last several weeks, uh, and digital IDs on their respective populations throughout the world. CBDCs are essentially allows the government to track every single purchase that you and I make, and that is definitely coming. Now, they could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part of or all of your money like we saw in Canada happen with the truckers. In essence, CBDCs enable the government to take more control over your finances, and we know this is going to happen to some degree or another as we get closer to the second coming of Jesus. So concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it if you'd like into an IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of your pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash end time. Claim your free info kit on gold today, allowing some protection for yourself if digital currency becomes a reality and a requirement for all. So Doug, on this final seven years, so Israel and Saudi Arabia, they have been meeting secretly? Talking about? The meetings may not be secret. The, the plan is secret. What part of it is secret? Well, there's, there's certain things that they're working out. So they want Israel to give the Palestinians some concessions there. They want a state for uh, Palestine. Now, what they would really like to see is the 1967 borders reestablished, but there's no way that Israel could give that up because it would make them. Uh, to where they really they, they couldn't uh, defend themselves. If you if you cut them in half the way they're wanting to do with the 1967 borders, and uh, Iran was able to bring weapons into the area of Palestine in the West Bank, they would be able to hit Jerusalem and take Jerusalem out. So they can't really do that and still defend their nation. But the the really 
crazy thing that they've been talking about, and this is something that really got my uh, mind going, and it was like my aha moment yesterday when I read this article. It said, for months now, Israel and Saudi have been quietly negotiating a deal that would normalize these relationships between the two nations, but they aren't the only parties involved. Israel and Saudi both want formal security agreements with the United States as part of any agreement that they make. Okay, So with this peace agreement, this is what they want, in other words. They want the two nations, if they were to get attacked, they want the U.S. to protect them. So they would be, the U.S., in order for these peace agreements between Israel and Saudi to be uh, done, a done deal here, they would require the United States to protect them if they were attacked by anyone. Now, you're just saying that uh, pretty plainly, Doug. Yeah. It feels like you need to have a little bit more first cup coffee to <laughs> uh, maybe some Rushmore to get you going a little bit more because what that implies, of course, if it occurs, it has not occurred yet, but if mm -hmm. it does occur, that applies something that we've been talking about for longer than I've been alive here at End Time. Yeah. So tell us, Doug, yeah, when so, will these things be? <laughs> so Revelation twelve fourteen this is what we talk about a lot, and people really, they, they, some people get a little sideways on this and get upset with this because Revelation twelve fourteen tells us that there's going to be a time uh, when there's going to be a war in heaven uh, in Revelation 12, the devil is going to lose his place in heaven where he can come before God and he can accuse the brethren. It says that all through Revelation 12 as it's talking about that. But it says, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down to you with great wrath because he knows his time is short. And then it tells us in 1214 this information. And to the woman, the woman there is Israel. Were, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place, her place being Jerusalem, where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So this scripture right here tells us that during the great tribulation, the two wings of a great eagle are going to help Israel. That's one of the things that they're talking about in this. We know that the United States of America our symbol is the bald eagle, the great eagle. And this scripture says that Israel is given two wings of a great eagle to be nourished for the time of the great tribulation. So this gives us confirmation. When I read that yesterday, I'm like, oh my goodness, right there it is. This is going to be included in that peace treaty between Israel and Saudi is that the United States would have to intervene and help if she's attacked. And that's exactly what we've been saying from Revelation 12, 14 for a very long time. Now, some people argue though, Vince, that God is the wings of the two eagle, or the two wings of the eagle. And in the book of Exodus, God does say, I carried you on eagle's wings. And we know he clearly um, showed Israel his might, his power, and his delivering uh, them from Pharaoh and from his army. So we know all about that. In Exodus 19, 4, this is how it reads. It says, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. So this is a, a little bit different context here, because God is saying, I delivered you to myself. I brought you out on wings of eagles. Now, don't get us wrong. God is going to protect Israel, and He's the one that's going to save Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. We see that in Zechariah 14, 3. 
He says, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as he fought in the day of battle. But remember, when we're breaking all this down, Vince, that in Daniel 7, we are given specific symbols of, of kings or kingdoms. And those kingdoms and kings are a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a fourth beast with ten horns on its head. So we know that the lion there uh, is symbolic of Great Britain. These are nations, by the way, that will be here when Jesus comes back to set up his kingdom on the earth. And according this is, to Daniel. Yeah, according to Daniel. Yeah. And, and this is not Babylon, and it's not Media Persia, and it's not Greece. These are kingdoms now that are relevant now, and that's why God was giving us these symbols. So we know Great Britain is the lion, and we know that America is the eagle. We also know that the U.S. came out of Great Britain in 1776. We got our independence. Um, you know, we talked about it before. On July 4th, which is 7-4-1776, we happen to celebrate our Independence Day on July 4th, 7-4 every year. So it's interesting, but... Another thing that you need to understand is that when we look at Scripture, there's no chapter breaks in Scripture events. It's one continuous thing. So as John's talking about this eagle and these great wings of this eagle that helped this woman, then he rolls right into the world government beast in Revelation 13, 1 and 2, and he, there's no eagle's wings there. So all the beasts that Daniel talked about in Daniel 7 are mentioned in that short space of Scripture, and we see the eagle's wings that were plucked off helping Israel. So this article is saying the same thing, that that is one of the qualifications for this peace agreement to happen. The United States, the eagle, will have to help if they're attacked. So these secret conversations that have been going on, let me read it again for the people in the back. All right. Sometimes us in the back <laughs> that sit back there with kids, we don't sure. hear it for the first time. But they aren't, this is a direct quote from this article, but they aren't the only parties involved. Israel and Saudi Arabia both want formal security agreements with the United States as part of any agreement. In other words, this is not us adding to, right. if either of these two nations get attacked, either being Israel and Saudi Arabia, the U.S. military would be required to intervene. Right. As part of the agreement. I mean, that's huge. Are you <laughs> sure we're not in the apocalypse, Doug? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it hasn't started yet. But, man, we are getting closer and closer. It's actually quite unbelievable. Yeah. We want to hear your thoughts today. Uh, call us with any of your questions. We're happy to answer them. If we don't know the answer, we, you know we don't have a problem telling you we don't know. The number to join us on the air is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. If you're on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're watching, you're welcome to post a comment. Uh, a question in the comments and we'll try to get to it but we usually prioritize those that call in so uh, give us a call we have open lines Doug um, with all this going on you know we've got the red heifers we got the talk of the Temple Mount and I know we'll get into more of that tomorrow but um, and then this emergency alert which we've said was nothing uh, but it gets people's um, interest heightened they yeah. want to know what's happening with Bible prophecy they want to know if this is the end of time or when these uh, hailstones will fall out of heaven and all that stuff. <laughs> well, how do you encourage those people um, that are fearful of what's coming? Well, I think people are always going to be a little fearful, Vince. But, you know, the one thing we need to remember is that this is in God's Word and it's there to help us in our faith, to grow our faith. He tells us these things will happen before they come to pass so that when they come to pass, we shall believe. Mm. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere. 
a voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Ken Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I want to remind you that Doug and Tina Norvell will be in Halifax, Pennsylvania this weekend. Doug will be teaching Friday and Saturday on prophecy. And then Sunday morning, he's actually preaching in a regular old service. No prophecy lesson unless the Lord changes uh, your plans between now and then. But uh, he'll be preaching an encouraging word on Sunday morning. So if you're in the Halifax, Pennsylvania area, make plans to join us there in Pennsylvania, uh, Doug and Tina specifically. So go to endtime.com slash events, or we can help you out on the phone if you call us at 800 endtime. Doug, you're gearing up. You've got a big weekend coming. I do, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about it, though, and we're, we're looking forward to it. And, you know, one thing I need to kind of let everybody know, if you're in that Halifax area, they are having, it's, it's a campground where we're going to have Friday and Saturday. It's a, in a different area there. Uh, and we're going to be sharing this campground with other things that are happening there. So there's a big fall festival going on on Saturday. And so uh, Pastor... Uh, Pachardo has told me that he will have signage out that will show you exactly where to go to. And if you go too far, it will tell you you have missed the end time prophecy event. Turn around and come back and he'll have signs directing you to get there. So there's going to be a, a little bit of a crowd. Actually, I looked today just to see and I actually uh, I think we start at 11 and this fall festival actually starts at 2. So there may be some things happening around there as they get set up for it, but you should be able to find us fine. So if, if you come in there and you see other stuff going on, that's not associated with end time. But hey, if you hang around after the Prophecy Conference, maybe you can go to the Fall Fest. Go get a pumpkin spice latte with someone. Yeah, you never know. We <laughs> might be Bob able to go over there together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing there. I but don't either. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Doug, um, I just want to remind everybody to help us out by sharing the video. Uh, that you're watching now. Give us a love on it, a heart instead of a thumbs up. And uh, make sure to comment what you're thinking. That helps us break through the algorithms and get to your friends and family. A lot of people are scared about this emergency alert. A lot of people are scared about 
um, other things that are occurring around the world and connecting it to the end of times. Uh, we're going to continue to explain about this peace treaty throughout the show. And so share this video to help your friends and family have hope and peace and understanding as we walk through these end times. There are some bad things coming, but we don't have to walk through these things fearfully because, first of all, we're trusting in God above everything else. And there's no weapon formed against us that can prosper when we're doing that. So um, there's a lot to that, and we're going to keep continuing to um, explain this peace treaty. Doug, yeah. you survived the zombie apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. We both did. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything bad happen other than everyone's phone going off in a, uh, an annoying way. Yeah. Um, so nothing happened, and then um, um, people think that maybe the rapture could happen at any moment or that this peace treaty has been signed already, too. So that's kind of where we're at, Doug. And, yeah. and we just got through talking about this article and how he, is, um, he read how the U.S. military would be required to intervene on the behalf of Israel, which mm -hmm. lines up a lot with what we've been saying for a long yeah. time. So where do we go from here? Well, you know, the other thing that it talks about, it talks about several different things. One of the things that it says is that the United States will have to recognize Palestine, uh, the Palestinian statehood at the United Nations. So this is something else, Vince, that uh, remember. You're, you're not talking about the Bible, you're talking about this guy's article, right? Yeah, this article, and, and this is in the peace, um, it's, it's in the peace and no negotiations as they're trying to negotiate and get the Palestinians back to the table. Remember one of the reasons why they walked away from the deal when President Trump had uh, the Abraham Accord is because President Trump took Jerusalem off the table completely. He said Jerusalem is the eternal uh, capital of Israel. And uh, that made the Palestinians very angry because the Palestinians want half of Jerusalem to be their capital. So this is ultimately, Vince, what the Battle of Armageddon will be about. It's going to be over Jerusalem, but we know the Jewish people will control Jerusalem because of Zechariah uh, 14, 1 and 2. They'll control Jerusalem all the way up to the Battle of Armageddon, and then that's when they lose half the city. But that's actually what the battle will be over, is the Palestinians will make such a stink about the fact that Israel will not give up half of Jerusalem, that that will cause the situation to, to come about. Uh, so the United Nations and their military shall come down and they'll take half of that city at that point. That's the Battle of Armageddon. And so as we see this, right now we have a president in um, the White House that wants to very much make this happen. Because if you look at the situation with the administration right now, things are not going well for them. Uh, they, they need a win, a big win, before the elections happen next year. And this would be a huge win. If he could make this deal work, if, if President Biden said, look, we will recognize the Palestinian statehood at the UN building. You know, we want Israel to give you the West Bank, the area of Judea, which we know uh, is the West Bank, and which we know they're going to get that part as a two-state solution. We've been preaching that for a very long time because Pastor Baxter saw it a long time ago in Matthew 24, 15. So we know that that is going to happen eventually. And so the Biden administration would be very open to making that move, the article goes on to say. And it says that it probably will not happen, Vince, until the first half of 2024. So that theory right there blows a lot of the people out of the water that were going, oh, Jesus is coming back in 2030. Now, we, 
We haven't said things like that, but because of the WEF and the UN wanting to have the sustainable development goals done by 2030, a lot of people think that's when things will wrap up is at that time. And if there would have been a peace agreement in 2023, that would have fed that a little bit more because people would have said, well, we got seven years until the return of Jesus and this peace treaty starts that and it'll wrap up in 2030. Now this article is saying it's more than likely not gonna happen until 2024. That's not the first time we've heard that either. Uh, after the big uh, meeting there in the UN, this is one of the things that they said. They're going to try to have this done by September of 2024. That would be right before the November elections. And if Biden could get this done, it would be a feather in his cap. So just something else to think about there. So you're not saying the rapture is going to happen in 2031, right? No, I'm not saying that. But if this if this peace agreement starts that final seven years, then it, it would be around that time. We don't know the day or the hour like scripture says. We will not know that. But we can look at the final seven years and know it's going to be somewhere down that line. So anyway, very remarkable there. Um, so the next thing that is interesting that we can go to and talk about before we jump on the phones, I guess, if you want to. Absolutely. Uh, is that we see where it talks about this. Once again, I said that, you know, we know from um, Matthew 24, it's actually 16. I think I said 15 a while ago. But getting down there to the scripture, uh, we, we talk about this quite a bit. But this is how we know, Vince, and it's always been the question, how do you know it's going to be between Israel and the Palestinians? And this is how we know that the disputed area that we've talked about for years now has been the settlement area of the West Bank where the Palestinians control 70% of that area uh, with, with Israel only containing the other 30%. So. Israel is considered occupiers in that territory. So the Palestinians want that area as their state. They've said in the past that the Israelis living there can stay in that area under Palestinian authority. So this is where we see this scripture come to pass. So would you like to read that for us? Yeah, Matthew 24, starting in verse 15, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world at this time, no, nor ever shall be. Yeah, so that's how we understand that this is not only going to be between Israel and the Palestinians, the two people that fight over this, this land that God promised the Israelis or the Jewish people, uh, back in Genesis, but that also they will be giving, given the area of Judea, the West Bank. And so that's how we know. And that's where the tribulation will start. Once the abomination and desolation takes place, that's when that tribulation starts. And that's the area it comes from. And Doug, I need to <coughs> mention something here real quick, because, you know, we've got the Warn the Jews campaign going on where we're trying to warn the Jews that this is coming. Jews live in Judea. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are going to need to flee. We're right. going to have to let them know what's coming. And we feel like we're God ordained to tell them what's up. And we've sent them a magazine mm -hmm. already. And we've got all these plans on what we're going to do as the time approaches. And we're ready to start now. Right. Uh, we don't want to necessarily want to wait on this to happen because it'll be too late. Yeah. 
And so uh, we sent out an email about Warn the Jews, warnthejews.com, and the different pledge rewards that are available. You can get a sticker, you can get a tumbler, you can get all sorts of different things. Uh, even a trip to Israel is part of the pledge rewards. So um, mm -hmm. one of our partners said, I'm gonna match every dollar given to Warn the Jews. Wow. In October, up to $65,000, Doug. So if $65,000 were given, obviously that will be doubled everything up to that point. Wow. So if you, you know, if the Lord lays it on your heart to give $500, he'll double that, it'll make it a thousand and so on. Um, so uh, join us on Warn the Jews campaign, go to warnthejews.com. Not only can you get some pledge rewards, but it's gonna be doubled right now the month of October. So do that before the end of the month and um, help us warn the Jews. You can also call 800 end time to give over the phone. All right, Doug. Yeah, I had to throw that in there because I I forgot to mention it yesterday. But that partner wants to double everything, so we need to. Now make that's amazing. Aware. That's yep. a that's a great deal and, and a great cause. <clears throat> there was something else, Vince. Sorry, you choked up. I am a little, a little choked there? up about the Jewish people. <clears throat> there was something else that was mentioned in there. There was an event that was scheduled for one of those things. It said a live event. Oh, warn the Jews. Uh huh. Yeah. So similar to what we did in Indy, all access Indy. Okay. Uh, it was a private event, um, yeah. so we didn't advertise it here. We advertised it to people in the Indy area. Uh, there's a tier on that pledge reward. Uh, if you give in that tier, you'll get an invitation to one of the private events that we're going to host here in this studio Very or cool. in this building. It may not be in this studio specifically, but uh, that we'll host here. We'll get to hang out with us and Dave and uh, Judy will be there. All sorts of different people will okay. be there. We don't have a date for that yet. Some people called yesterday or mm -hmm. sometime about the date. We don't have a date. It's not scheduled yet. It'll likely be early next year, but we intend to do more things like that. So if you give in that tier, we'll send you an invite when that comes. Wow, that's very cool. So I had somebody ask me about that the other day, so I just wanted to clear that up. There you go. Here. All right, very good. All right, so um, that's great to know because, yeah, there's gonna, that's where the Great Tribulation is going to take place. It's going to happen there, and that's a um, you know, very important thing that we have initiated that, uh, you know, to go and warn those folks before any of that can happen. So these are the things that are important there. One of the other things that this article says real quick before we move on, I, I wanted to get this out because this is a, a big deal, and it's kind of the end of the article uh, that the author says this. He says, <clears throat> now, he says, of course, there are many in Netanyahu's coalition that would not welcome such an agreement. The agreement they're talking about is giving up the West Bank. That's what this article is saying and what they're talking about in these uh, secret meetings. It says, especially if it means giving up that land in the West Bank. But would their minds change, this is from the article, if the agreement also made it possible to start rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem? Now, Doug, now, you know we don't have time to get into that today. <laughs> I know, and we'll probably have to finish that tomorrow and talk about that. But that's a very interesting thing that this article is explaining is something that is on the table and they believe that the Jews will give up certain things in order to get that temple, and we know how important that is. So we, we'll probably jump into that tomorrow. Lots happening around the world that yeah. line up with Bible prophecy. Everyone is seeing it, everyone is feeling it. Um, so we're not in the final seven years yet, but that could be coming very, very soon. We have a couple open lines at 877 time 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'll be getting to the phones after the break.
Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug and Tina Norvell will be in Pennsylvania this weekend, so go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday session, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463. We're going to the phones now. John's watching in Tennessee. John, welcome to the End Time Show. Good afternoon to the two of you. Hey, John. Hey, John. You seem to be doing well, other than Doug's got a little bit of cough there. <laughs> Not yeah. too bad. Well, the change in the season, I think, is doing it too. I me, think John. you're right. It's everything flips over in fall, and you got to just figure it out again. <laughs> now, on this uh, agreement with Saudi Arabia and Israel, it seems to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are we not looking at Sunni? Muslims being more willing to go into agreements with Israel and the Shiites holding out, of course the Shiites being the more aggressive of the two as far as warring and, you know, this guy we don't like so we'll kill him right. kind of thing, uh, which also puts the, the Sunnis, which are the more affluent that I can see of the Muslim nations, and if those all go into agreement with Israel and normalized relationships, they're going to pick up, uh, Israel's going to pick up petroleum products and other goods and services, and the other uh, Muslim nations are going to pick up Israeli tech mm -hmm. and medical assistance and things like that, which they're famous for. 
So I can yeah. see that that puts the Euphrates River in a section of the world where it's surrounded by Shiite Muslims, which is how I can see an eruption of uh, hostilities could happen and the war could start because of that, because the less affluent of the Muslim nations are being taken away from some of the goodies of the world, like the Israelis could hand off to the uh, Sunni Muslim. Mm -hmm. And I can see that starting a seventh trumpet war merely from that. See, John, that's why I like it when you call in, because, I mean, you do your homework and you understand this um, very well. And so I think you just explained very well to a lot of our listeners why this is kind of an important deal. Uh, but, yeah, that's the difference there. And that's been one of those things where because of Scripture not telling us for sure which happens first, this war or the peace agreement. Now, we've always believed the war would happen, and that's why the peace agreement would, would be able to be ushered in so well. But, you know, we've also looked at the other side of the coin that maybe the peace agreement is what sparks that war. Because um, as er or as late as yesterday, uh, Israel hit Damascus because Iran was bringing in a shipment of missiles into that area that they could get out to uh, Hamas and some of the other terror groups there to attack Israel. And that is Iran's main threat. They hate Israel. They want to destroy Israel, call her the little Satan. And then they call the United States the big Satan. They want to destroy the little Satan first and then the big Satan. So we could see that. And I think that's one of the reasons why Saudi is saying if they are attacked as well, because, you know, Saudi controls most of the oil in that area. And like you said, that is something that Israel will uh, be able to take advantage of. And then they will be able to take advantage of the tech uh, that Israel has. And one of the things that Saudi doesn't have that a lot of people miss in this is they don't have a great resource for water. But Israel has just developed a new way to recycle salt water and make it into drinkable water that they can use and they can share that kind of technology. And if you don't have water, it's just as important as oil is to somebody who needs oil. And so you know, Israeli tech is just almost unmatchable to a, for a lot of the kind, a lot of the world. Yes, sir. And, and so I uh, think you hit the nail on the head and I think that's a very good point. Okay, and I'm sure that the uh, Saudis would love to have some United States air cover in case there was another <laughs> missile attack from uh, Iraq or yes, Iran. Sir. Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, well, you two are looking good, sounding good, doing great. You Best sound good too, John. To you sound really good. Thank you very much. And I'll let I'll let you have another call, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks, John. God bless you. All right, we're going to Nevada now. Maggie's watching there. Maggie, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, it's so nice to talk to you guys. Likewise. Um, I have a question on how does Saudi Arabia and Jordan, what do they have to do with Syria. the peace, in Syria, I mean, have to do with the peace treaty? What does Jordan and Syria have to do with the peace treaty? Well, yes. so the Jordanians have already made a peace agreement with Israel uh, back in, I uh, can't remember the year, 1990, I want to say like 96, somewhere around in there. They've already made a deal 
with Israel. So that's an important thing. One of the things that Jordan is, is being talked about right now is some of the people who are more, uh, more of your right-wing people that are in the Knesset in the government there in Israel, they're trying to get Jordan to accept the Palestinians into parts of Jordan and let them have a state in Jordan, and Jordan doesn't want any part of that. Jordan has even said if, if they don't give uh, the Palestinians the West Bank and try to force them into Jordan, that they'll back out of their agreement with Israel. So that was something that I read just today that the Jordanians are saying, look, we, we'll back out of our peace agreement with Israel if you try to force the Palestinians in our territory. And so uh, they, they have a lot of strength there as far as being a good neighbor to Israel. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the spring, we're going to Jordan, I think, on the tour. They're That's going right. to go over into in Jordan. And so right now, Jordan and Israel have a great relationship, and they want to keep that. The Israelis want to keep that. Uh, and so that's kind of where they, Jordan has a strong arm there. Uh, but also we know from Scripture that Jordan's not going to be part of the Antichrist system because it says that Moab, uh, Edom, and uh, <laughs> man, I always forget the other one that it talks about. But anyway, these are places in Jordan. We know Jordan will not be part of the Antichrist government. So uh, those places will be... Uh, a great ally for Israel during that time, we believe. And then Syria, on the other hand, Syria is, is they're really uh, on Israel's uh, back porch, really. I mean, you, we've stood there uh, in the Golan Heights and looked into Syria when there was uh, the unrest going over there with the rebels that were fighting and they had the civil war going on in Syria in 2017, we could see the smoke rising from the bombs that were going off there. That's how close it is to Israel. And Syria is allowing uh, Iran into their area with uh, missile complexes and, and storage facilities and bases all over the place. So that's why Israel keeps going into Syria and bombing places like Damascus because Damascus has a big airport there. And there is a scripture in the Bible uh, out of Psalm, I think it's, um, man, I can't remember if it's Psalm 83. And anyway, it's in, it's in one of the scriptures there and I can't remember right now, so I apologize. But where Damascus will be completely destroyed and we think that that can happen during that six trumpet war, that that's when that uh, desolation of Damascus is actually going to take place. So Damascus gets hit a lot, but it is in prophecy, and we believe that that will happen in the Six Trumpet War because of their uh, being allied with Iran. Is wow. That a, does that help? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. One, one more question, please. Okay. The Swiss troops. The Swiss troops. Mm -hmm. How do they figure into this? The Swiss troops, how do they figure into this? The Swiss? Yes. Uh, the I, I don't know exactly how the Swiss are going to enter into it, except for the fact that, you know, I mean, we, we could just see because they're part of uh, the NATO forces and things like that, that, you know, I mean, maybe something could develop there. I, but I don't see how that's going to, to be in effect right now. Okay. All right, Maggie, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it very much. Doug, I've never heard you so surprised. I, I guess people don't normally ask you about the Swiss, but... I don't hear a lot about the Swiss, but, you know, hey. <laughs> that, that's pretty cool I to mean, hear about something new. Sure. All right. Uh, we're going to go to Pennsylvania now. Joel's watching there. Joel, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, guys. How's Hello. it going? Joel, Good. how you doing? 
Good, good. Um, We're a yeah, little short was, on uh, time, Joel, so if okay, you can get I'll, to your I'll question, it would be good. great. Okay. I don't want to have um, to cut you off. Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to um, say I'm looking forward to you coming to uh, my backyard, uh, Doug. I could ride my, my bicycle over. <laughs> and awesome. I don't think I will do that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I could, and that's, that's pretty neat that you're going to be in our area. It's not often you guys come to... Pennsylvania, let alone to, uh, right into my backyard. So I'm now, Joel, is that uh, Halifax or is that in Halifax. Harrisburg? Okay, no, very good. Halifax. I, I live in Halifax. That's where that's, awesome. that's where you're going to be doing the uh, the end time stuff. So. Mm -hmm. And well, um, uh, as far as the other question, I don't know if you guys ever discussed it. Um, it was about uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that prophecy that uh, George Washington had at Valley Forge, where he had like the angel had gave him had him a, a vision of. One thing was probably the revolution, and then it was uh, the next thing was uh, uh, slavery, and that's and its impacts on America. And then the third thing was um, uh, talking about how um, what was it? Asia, Europe, and Africa were going to be at, coming to America and invading America. And then, like uh, you know, right when all all hope seems lost, it says that the light of a thousand suns uh, breaks in. And uh, you know, is that does that? And that fit anywhere into end time prophecy as far as like in the end, like uh, say they're coming down to Armageddon, you know, because it does say in Daniel that he goes to, you know, make away many. And, um, you know, I'm just I didn't know if that if it's possible that at the at the very end, while while Armageddon's going on, because it seems like that breaking in of the light of the thousand suns seems like it would have to do with the um, with the actual like the, the the rapture, the second coming at that the timing as far as that goes. But. That just yeah. depends on if you how much credit you give to that. But I thought I thought it was pretty interesting when I I just stumbled across that the other day and was reading it. It was pretty neat. So. Yeah, it's it's an interesting prophecy. I haven't ever uh, jumped deep into it to kind of lay it all out and see if it correlates with anything that Scripture tells us. But if it did, mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with you a thousand points of the light and and those type of things. That sounds like. Uh, when Jesus returns. Now, mm -hmm. as far as that goes, we know that really the culmination of all this is going to be in Israel. It's going to happen there right. at the Mount of Olives and uh, the Temple Mount is where, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of this is going to take place. But uh, yeah, I would have to look into it more to give you a more thorough answer, Joel, and I really don't have that right now. Right. Well, I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing you this weekend. And I've uh, I had some flyers that I had gotten from uh, and um, we are uh, put them up in uh, gas stations and stuff to try to spread the word. So it's All right. uh, Thanks, uh, important information. We just want to try to get it out. So. All right. Thank so we'll you, see Joe. you there. Look forward to seeing you. Doug, the, we are not in the apocalypse. The final seven years did not begin. The emergency alert was a nothing burger as stated. <laughs> yeah. So we're good to go. We'll talk more about the Temple Mount and the Red Heifers and all sorts of things tomorrow. Yes. You don't want to miss it. Uh, we'll be right back here. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com to take part of thousands of hours of content that's made absolutely free because of our wonderful partners at endtime.com slash give every month. We'll see you back here tomorrow.